your son, Jesus, who is worthy of all honor and praise. Now, Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. Lord, we want to just um, allow you to come before us, deliver us, bless us, set us free. And, Lord, whatever you want to give us is just a, a plus. And we thank and praise you, and we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. And, Holy Spirit, you are always welcome in this place. Amen and praise God. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to talk today about don't miss your day of visitation. Amen. Don't miss your day of visitation. Amen. Your day of of, uh, visitation is your day of deliverance. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't miss it. Amen. So don't get busy doing other things. You know, it's easy to miss your day of visitation. Because you can be busy even doing stuff that you think is ministry. Amen? Hallelujah. And you can miss your deliverance. See, you have to stay in tune with God. You can't let one thing or two or three things be more important than visiting him every day. Amen? So he can visit you. And so God wants you to get delivered, set free. He wants you to get breakthrough in your finances. No, he wants to give us all things pertaining to life and godliness. He wants us to receive it. And I believe this is the season to receive whatever it is that you need. Amen. Whatever you have been waiting for, this is the season where God is releasing everything to you. Even things that you think you don't want anymore. Things that you didn't ask for, you know, things that you struggled and fought for. He's going to put the icing on the cake. This is the season, amen. Although we live in, in trying times and we live, we're living in those days where people are lovers of self and people are turning away from the God, church, away from God and church are em, churches are emptying and they are just uh, disappointed and disillusioned. And I call that going into uh, personal caves, amen, you know, where you just don't want to do it anymore, this God thing, amen. But God is still on the throne, amen, hallelujah. So don't miss it being busy. Don't miss it being caught up into carnality. And that's so easy. Sometimes we don't know that we're about to miss it, but it's so easy to miss your day of visitation because you're caught up in the wrong thing, majoring on minor things. And so God wants to capture our attention. He wants to keep our attention. You know, but we must run hunger and thirst and run after him. Don't look for God to keep coming to us when we need him. Amen. Amen. You know, follow after him. You know, run after him and and thirst after him like the deer pant for water. Amen. And and don't miss what he has for you. Hallelujah. Don't miss it being fearful of the outcome. How many of you have ever been there? I know I have. Sometimes you can worry, fear and worry of what's going to happen will bring things forth. And so you have to stay positive. And when you feel like that, just offer that up to God as a sacrifice and God will help you and he'll help you uh, see what what your potential is I'll put it like that so that you can come out of these dry spots 
and not have doubt and not have unbelief. Amen. So don't miss it being in a cave of fear and a cave of worry with unforgiveness. Amen. See, unforgiveness can cause us to turn our backs on God. Unforgiveness can cause us to turn our backs on humanity. Amen. And so God wants us to keep a a clean and free conscience, a free and clean spirit where we feel like we can go to him at any time. You know, God doesn't want us to feel like we've done so much, so wrong, or we've messed up so bad that you can't come to him. And the devil lied to us like that. Amen. He will tell you that you've gone too far or you messed up too bad that God can't straighten it out. But I'm telling you, God loves us with an everlasting love. And that means when you mess up, it go, his love goes beyond your mess ups. Amen. Amen. You know, it's, you're never too bad for God. Never. He never denies his own. Amen. Hallelujah. So you, you, sometimes you feel like you're in a pit. I called it in a pit. You know, I was in a pit for many years. It wasn't a den. It wasn't a cave. It was a pit. Amen. <laughs> and I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't move one way or the other. Amen. And fear will do that to you. It'll paralyze you. Where you feel like you can't move, you're stuck in a rut, you know? And then you start to self-evaluate and you get it all wrong, you know? And then you start pointing the finger because this thing that we have on the inside of us that tries to protect us will start to point at different people or different circumstances. And then we're in a deeper pit because now we're full of anger and bitterness because we don't know where to start to dig our way free of this pit and this depression, this discouragement. I mean, it's just a bad situation, but not too bad for God. Amen. Hallelujah. He delivers us. He sets us free. He died for us. It's already done. Amen. See, Jesus has, the price has already been paid for us to come out the caves, come out the dens, come out the pit. He's done the work already. And so we have to understand that all we have to do is muster up enough strength to say, Father, forgive me. Amen. Help me. You know, Paul and Silas was in a pit. They were in the jail. They were in the lowest parts, the bowels of the pit. But they sung praises unto God, and that's how they got out of there. The prison doors flew open. And sometimes you can feel your conscience or your bad judgment of who you are can cause you to keep those doors shut and be in a pit, and it gets deeper and deeper. And it's because of self-hatred, because you can dislike yourself for messing up so bad. Amen. But I'm telling you, all you have to do is repent. Tell God that you're sorry. It's never too late. And you know what he does? He works these things out. Amen. The Bible says he'll cause even your enemies to be at peace with you. Amen. And so we have to trust God in everything that we do and not lose hope in him. Amen. Carnality is our biggest enemy. Hallelujah. Thinking carnal acting carnal, you know, not knowing limits, you know, having no restraint, 
because we don't have the Holy Spirit or we're not in tune with him so that he can stop us or draw the line. And so we have no restraint. And so God is saying to us in this hour that he is our restraint. Amen. But when you, you're not trusting and when you're fearful or when even when bad things have happened and you're angry and upset and that happens, God is still the answer. Amen. Hallelujah. You can get in a pit from having bad things happen to you. You can become angry and you can become uh, just empty. But God will help you. He'll shine the light in that dark place. Amen. Hallelujah. So fear says the outcome will not be good. It will not be favorable for you. But God says it will because he knows how he feels. He knows the thoughts and the plans for you. Amen. He has thoughts about us that are good and not evil. But fear is always going to tell you the the opposite thing. Fear never tells you uh, the right thing because fear is coming from a carnal inside. Amen. See, it's come, fear comes from a fearful heart. Everything that we do comes from the inside. The heart is the core of everything that we do and everything that we think. The heart. And so God says that he wants us to uh, allow him to soften our hearts. We have to crack that door and let him in. Amen. Or we have to cry out. We can't lose hope in God because he is our our trust. Don't lose hope. Amen. The enemy wants us to go into a hiding place and become a prisoner. So in a dark place, you're a prisoner in there. And when you're a prisoner in a dark place, you start to separate yourself from people. You don't want to be bothered. Now, we get like that all the time sometimes. But you know know what I'm saying. And, you know, you start to separate yourself. And you just, you know, you're a one-man show. And you you don't know, but you're getting deeper and deeper into that rut. Deeper and deeper into the pit where more darkness. The deeper you go, the more darkness. But God has said, I come to give you life. I come to give you light. I come to give you everything in abundance to the full, to overflow. Amen. And so we have to start to trust God. We have to become, um, we don't want to become entrapped in our own imagination, in our own wisdom. Amen. Are y'all here today? See, your, your imagination can mess you up and put you in a, a dark place because you're trying to figure everything out, <laughs> reasoning and thinking that you got it all figured out, which is a form of pride. Yes. Amen. Yes. Well, it's quiet in this Presbyterian church. Rah, rah, rah. Let's stay happy. <laughs> Amen. Unforgiveness and old hurts and wounds causes bitterness. Amen. And it'll cause bitterness in your heart. Amen. And that'll cause you to retreat, stay away from people. Amen. And, you know, God knows your heart. He knows sometimes it's the best we can do, but don't stay in there forever. Amen. You can come out anytime you want to. Amen. You have to... You know, sometimes we're trying to get justice, 
and you feel as though God is not on your side. But I'm telling you, if you make the first move, if you repent, and if you allow God to come in and shine his light in that dark place, I'm telling you, he'll do the rest of the work. Amen. Because he doesn't want any to perish, but all come to repentance. Amen. So you don't know what these, these sins of this, these carnal sins and this sins against our flesh or whatever it is. You don't know if it can send you. You don't know where it can take you. Amen. Until you get on that slow boat. And so we want to make sure that we stay clean and stay repentant and stay good with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Cry out to him. Sometimes crying out is, is good repentance. Amen. Don't look for God to find you. You repent and search for him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Like you need water. Like the deer wants water. You cry out and you find God. And, you know, God sees everything. He knows who, who's messing with you and who messed up. He knows all that stuff. But, you know, he's looking more for you to come to him and be the bigger person because this is your 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 life is at stake now don't allow your soul to manage your person amen but you allow your your heart and your your wisdom and your knowledge to manage your you know who you are amen job cried out to god amen and the Bible says in Job 42.10, it says, and God turned his captivity around. Amen. Now, his friends were judging him. Amen. Job had lost everything. He lost his children. He lost his fortune and was about to lose his wife. You know, they were just living in separate places in the house because she was not supporting him in any way. But he had nobody you know, just God, but he didn't know it. And so his friends, his religious friends, watch, watch religion, and they were trying to, they have coming to see him like they were coming to visit him like they cared, but they were trying to search his life and search him and find out how he got in this mess. Because that's what religion does. Religion judges you. Amen. And when you find trouble, the first thing religion says is, well, what did they do to cause this to come upon it? I used to think like that. And so you have to uh, pray for people when they're in trouble. Pray for them when they're in bad situations. Amen. But don't judge them. And so Job's friends judged him because of where he was in life. You know, he didn't have a choice. And, I mean, nobody wants to lose their children. Are you kidding me? Come on. But he was in a bad situation. And so he allowed his friends to pick him dry. And he got in trouble with God. Amen. And so he separated himself. And he had lost his faith and hope in God. But when he couldn't take it anymore and he cried out to God and he prayed for his friends, he got his breakthrough. Amen. Hallelujah. God never leaves you with nothing. He always leaves you with something that you can do. Amen. Why don't you turn to Job 42.10. I just want to read a little bit so that you can really get a feed on what happened to him. <laughs> Job 42.10. 
says, and the Lord restore, restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. So you're the stronger one when you pray for your pray. When you humble yourself, you're the stronger one. Amen. Now, I know in this society and in this day and age, if you humble yourself when opposition comes against you, it makes you look like the weaker. But you're the stronger person. Amen. And so, amen. And so it says, and, and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. And it says, indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Amen. So in other words, he multiplied everything that Job had. He multiplied restoration. <clears throat> he multiplied everything. He gave him double, double for his trouble. In other words, he had a twofold recompense for what he lost. Amen. And he got that whenever you humble yourself, when you're going through bad times, God will give you double. Amen. Because it's double for your shame, double for your trouble, double for every, every, anything that you feel like you lost. God will increase that to overflow. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. So Job had to reconsider. He reconsidered. And he realized that no man's thoughts or no man's threats or any threat of the enemy could restrain God's purpose, his plan, and his blessings for him. Amen. See, when the devil gets up in your face in the form of a person or however, and they start telling you, what you did wrong and you know it, the situation or whatever in your situation number one they can't tell you what you did in your situation <laughs> but when the devil comes up to you and threaten you remember god amen <clears throat> god is the only one that can reposition you but you have to think and you have to reposition and you have to reconsider and realize that man has no power. Why would you give man power? See, when we do that, we give somebody else power over us. Amen. So keep it between you and God. Amen. Job, Job allowed his friends to speak into his life and have power. Amen. And they had him thinking that there was no hope because he was so bad. But it was far from the truth. So don't get caught up in what people think. Don't, amen. See, that was Job's problem. He cared about too much about what people thought about him. Amen. The thing is, this is the thing. What does God think about you? And what do you think about yourself? Amen has nothing to do with anybody else but the devil's going to point people out to you if you let them and this is totally between you and god and it's about not knowing who you are in him and that's what causes us to retreat and go into a cave or a den and separate ourselves from people because we don't know who we are in him amen hallelujah so don't get caught up like that don't let the cave of bitterness and deception cause you to abort your future plans and purpose. Amen. You ever felt like just stopping? 
see you that's a boarding ship don't let the devil do and see it's all the devil is is constructed by him amen right in hell and it, and he uses weak people to get under your skin so that you can mess up somewhere in your life amen <clears throat> but move out of your place of fear and rejection and hurt before it becomes a cave of disappointment a cave of darkness amen hallelujah and a, a cave can become a place of death a grave so to speak amen hallelujah a grave of misunderstanding a grave of pride and a grave of judgment amen and you can die there amen because why because there's no light amen but arise and shine for the light has come amen hallelujah and the glory of the lord has risen up on you and me amen praise the lord hallelujah hey hallelujah let's go to ephesians book of ephesians one the glory of the lord has risen amen up on you and up on me in other words now is the time for you to get your breakthrough now is the time hallelujah but you have to have a made-up mind and you're going to get your deliverance you're going to get set free you're going to stay on a continual flow and not go back and forth in this darkness amen you want to be free hallelujah for good and so god is ready to do that he's ready to set you free hallelujah now when you get set free when you re when you come to your day of visitation light has to come in <clears throat> there has to be some light shining in that darkness and not saying that you're not saved although a lot of people aren't but you can have a dark cloud over you and you retreat when you've had too many knocks or too many disappointments amen so god has to come <clears throat> with his light amen now ephesians 1 18 why don't we read that and most of you know that scripture is one of my favorites <clears throat> hallelujah and it says the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling so the eyes of your understanding must be enlightened now what does that mean it means that god has to show you what he has for you by shining light amen you know he has to show you <coughs> by his spirit he has to show you what he has for you amen now let me let me i know god gave me a little bit more revelation i'm trying to when you when you have a light sh uh shown or sh when the light comes to shine in your life it's like having a compass and that compass navigates you through life tells you what to do what not to do where god wants you to go what he wants you to have what job to take what job not to take who to marry who not to marry so when there is darkness because you shut yourself off because of whatever 
that compass is not there. Amen. And so when the eyes of your understanding have been enlightened, that means that that compass has now appeared. (laughs) And how does that happen? Because you open up your heart to God. Amen. Just like Job, when he prayed for his friends, he humbled himself and he repented. In other words, he took responsibility. And when that happened, that light started to shine in his heart. And he got back, he got strong, and, and he, that compass for his life and that, those directions and that strength came back in. And he knew where he was going, he knew what he was doing, and he knew what God was doing in his life. Amen? Because he could start to hear God's voice again. See, when you're shut off from the people of God, you're shut off from him too. Amen? But the compass for your life will appear when that light is shining in your heart. Amen. In other words, your heart receives sight when that when that compass appears. Well, when the light of the word comes into your life, with starts with repentance. When you've been in a dark place or a cave or a pit, that the heart receives sight or it's enlightened or that enlightenment, and your inner man starts to understand what he's supposed to be doing. See, your heart talks to your inner man. God deals with your heart when you repent and when you take responsibility. See, Job took responsibility for his situation. Although he had the naysayers and the people who were picking. You see what I'm saying? See, we can't allow the devil to trick you so much that you blame other people for your situation. Amen. Because we do that ourselves. Because we allow it. We give people power in our lives. Amen. So if the eyes of your heart doesn't receive sight, then you go about with no compass. Is that making sense? I think I'm trying, here I go trying to over-explain. But when the light of the word, or in other words, getting the word and and get some direction. Y'all like that? (laughs) Hallelujah. Now you can go home. I said it. Amen. When the light of the word comes in, the Bible says when when the spirit of the Lord comes in like a flood. What is that? The Lord will raise up a standard against the enemy. Kind of like that. Amen. So when you cut yourself off because of fear, bitterness, anger, resentment, whatever it is, and it's legit, but it's not with God. It's legit to you and me. And so when you take responsibility for it, and this is important, and stop pointing the finger. Are y'all here? Then the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against the enemy. Light is shining in that darkness, in that cave, and you got to crawl out because there's nothing else in there for you. Amen. (laughs) Amen. So light comes into your heart, and the heart receives sight. When your heart receives sight, when that darkness and that anger and that coldness is gone from your heart, 
then your inner man, amen, is enlightened. Then you get direction. Then you get, you can receive your deliverance, your healing. Your day of visitation is here, amen. And then you, are, you can arise and shine, for the light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen up on you, amen. This is good news. Good news for those who have a right heart. Amen. Hallelujah. So your heart receives sight, and that's your enlightenment. And the inner man, uh, is he starts to obey the word. Are y'all there? Hallelujah. And then that's when you can arise and shine. For the light has come. Amen. So in other words, God wants to shine a light in your heart. The devil's going to fight you and fight the word and fight God to keep you. Amen. Hallelujah. It's called pride. And pride comes before the fall. Amen. But God has mighty working power. He has mighty working power. And he will cause that power to work on the inside of you. Amen. He always does. And he's not met somebody that's too tough to crack. Though you may feel powerful, God will will bust you. Amen. So don't miss God's glory trying to hold on to a bad heart. Bad, you know. Sometimes things can happen to you and it feels legitimate, but you still don't want to you don't want to deal with that stuff. You don't want to keep it. Amen. Hallelujah. You want to Get rid of whatever is carnal, because carnality will cause you to fall. Amen. So don't don't miss God's touch fooling around with carnality. Can I say that? Let's go to Psalm one one nineteen. Psalm one nineteen. It's a. Did I finish reading the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know the hope of His calling? Okay, cool. Psalm one nineteen. So now, when you hear that scripture, the eyes of your understanding must be enlightened so that you may know the hope of his calling. That's the heart, your heart. Amen. Light must come into your heart. Amen. If you have control over it, God don't. God didn't have control over that. You do. Amen. So it's like this. So whenever you want to come out your cave, you can. That's what, y'all got that one? <laughs> Psalm 10, I'm sorry, Psalm 119 and 105. Hallelujah. And it says, God, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Amen. So, in other words, the word is a lamp to your feet, but the light is shining in your heart. Go figure. So God shows that when you open up to God, he shines that light in your heart and in your feet. There's a compass. A compass comes, and then your feet follows the compass. And that go figure. So any kind of rejection, and some of this stuff is legitimate, and almost all of it. Rejection and hurts, old wounds, old stuff, old junk. 
you know, disappointments and hurts, all of that stuff, if you allow it to dig you deeper, it will take you out. Amen. You have to stay with God. And when something, because if you if you don't take care of it, you don't know where to go. You start following. Let me tell you what happened. You start following after carnal, carnal start following after people. Amen. And then you, you know, you'll start emptying your bank account into people and get madder and madder because they control you because you've given up the right. Amen, sister. The word is a light to my feet. Amen. So in other words, if the light is shining in your heart, you know where to go. You know where to go. You know what you're doing. You know who to follow and you know who not to follow. Because they don't know where they're going. (laughs) They don't know as much as you know. Amen. But that's what happens when the light is a lamp. It shines in your heart first. Hallelujah. And so the word of God, look, you can't get it just coming, opening up your Bible on church day, on Sunday. You got, you got to crack that Bible open, and I know most of y'all do, but I don't know if the people out there are doing that. So I must speak to them. You can't get it <laughs> opening up on church day. <laughs> you have to take the initiative to have a you know develop a relationship with god amen and then you know god can protect you look this is the way i'm seeing it when you have a relationship with god he protects you from all these hurts and wounds anyway you don't get so overwhelmed about how people treat you amen because they they're just their people are nutty anyway and don't give them power in your life amen God has given us the necks of our enemies. He's given us power and authority to tread on serpents. Hallelujah. And so you have to submit to God's will, to his power and his authority and nobody else's. Amen. Now, there's people that you respect. You respect everybody. You should respect everybody. If you're a Christian, you respect everybody. Amen. But godly relationships, you've got to fight to keep them because the devil's going to test them. Amen. The blessings of the Lord are worth fighting for because the devil's going to test it. Amen. Peace. The peace of God is worth fighting for because the devil's going to test it. And stop trying to get God to do it for you because he didn't didn't drive it away. You did. (laughs) Amen. He didn't drive it away. He didn't drive the, the light away. We went into our own caves ourselves because of something that we didn't like. You know how you can expect something, you don't get it, you get disappointed? That's normal. But you have to cut that stuff off at a normal level. You can't take that stuff, you know what I'm saying? Or it will be, it, it won't be good. Amen. You'll be like Job. And Job was sick. He had boils everywhere. Lost his family, lost his fortune, crazy wife, and he had boils. Amen. It's a bad, and then somebody's coming to your house telling you you did what you did wrong to get there. Not a good picture. 
And do you know that is the hardest time to humble yourself? <laughs> but that was a wise thing. Because, see, he didn't want to seem weak. Well, no, nah, I, I shouldn't say it. We don't want to seem weak. And that's why people don't do it. But when you humble yourself, that means that you are not weak. You are strong. Amen. And God comes in. The light comes in because God has penetrated your heart. And when that light comes in, you're, you're enlightened. Amen. That you are now enlightened. And you come back. And, and, and I'm just going to say this. It's like you come back to earth. And you come, you come back alive again. Amen. Hallelujah. So fight for your peace. You know, stay in peace with God. Don't go looking for a fight. People who are looking for fights don't know anything about God's peace, don't want it, don't like it, don't want you to have it. Amen. So stop trying to get God to fight all your battles if you're not going to humble yourself. He'll fight them, but you have to humble yourself. you got to be in good right standing with him. Amen. Hallelujah. And I have to say this, stop the carnal desires of your heart. The carnal desires of your heart can put you in a cave and you not know it. And see, the devil's always going to say, you know, it's when your husband said, when he said that to me, I lost it. He's always going to point somebody out. Y'all know what I'm saying? He don't care who it is. He'll do the grandbaby in the crib. He don't care. He's going to point to somebody else so you won't take responsibility so you don't repent and allow that light to shine in the enlightenment. Amen. (laughs) The eyes of your understanding need to be enlightened. And the devil will try to, you know, he'll try to keep you from receiving that light. Amen. And so he wants you to stay in a bad place. But you must arise and allow the light of life to come in so that you can get in a right place with God and get your blessings because it's worth it. It's worth fighting. It's worth coming out of your cave for. Amen. <laughs> the peace of God is worth it. Hallelujah. Uh, let's see. What's that scripture? Isaiah uh, 26. I think it's verse 3. And it says, he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is fixed. got to have a fixed mind. Your mind is stayed. You have to keep your mind stayed on God, especially when you, you know, you're going through a a time where people come against you. You go to God. Amen. You know, you'll be calling up, uh, what's those people's name? Pookie them. You know, that ain't, (laughs) you don't be calling Pookie them. You call on the Most High God, Amen. <laughs> Pookie them gonna get you thrown in jail, Amen. <laughs> amen. God has paid the price already, so you can have a future and a hope, Amen. God has blessed us with heavenly blessings, and He set us free. Why are you in a cave, Amen. Amen. Stop trying to be good enough. Now, this will put you in a cave trying to be good enough, trying to please man. Amen. And we do that because if you be yourself, you know they're not going to like you, and that's because their hearts ain't right. You shouldn't have to change to please anybody. 
You should be able to be who you are, be who God created you to be. And if they are not satisfied with who God created you to be, you need to dump them. Amen. Hallelujah. Good, what's good company corrects, wait a minute. Bad company corrupts good morals. You're not going to change them. They're going to change you, honey. And this already happened, honey. They're going to change you. You're not going to change them. Because, see, the Bible is never wrong. God is never wrong. You know, bad company corrupts good morals. And that's just the way it is. And But some people like it like that. And then their hearts turn dark. So you have to watch what you allow get into your heart. Are y'all here today? Hallelujah. Amen. Because Jesus paid the price for us to have a future and a hope. And that's Jeremiah 29, 11. Write that down. Read that later. Amen. Hallelujah. Stop trying to fit in. You know, you fit in where you get in. If you don't get in, you don't fit in. You don't need to. Amen. See, God fits you in everywhere anyway. That's God's job. It's not yours. Amen. Hallelujah. Take yourself off the altar. I I jotted that down. (laughs) That's been done already, too. Amen. And And once it was done, it was good enough. Hallelujah. That judgment you feel is coming from you. Amen. Sorry to tell you that. Well, this is a happy, this is a happy, uh, uh, it's a happy message. Be happy. The judgment you feel is coming from you because you refuse to mature and accept responsibility for what you do or, and how you feel. See, how you feel is manufactured within you. Amen. I'm just talking about living from day to day as a Christian. Now, when something comes uh, upon you, where a challenge, whether it's your health or whatever it is, God is with you. And all you, you do is you stay hide in the clefts of the rock, hide in the word. God will find you. He'll help you. But some people just have a problem just living from day to day. And y'all here, especially young people, you know, they don't think God is for them until they get old. God is for you now. Amen. <laughs> The peace of God passes all knowledge and understanding. And it's a choice you make. You have to make a choice to come out of that dark place that you're in because of bad things happening to you. Amen. To be carnally minded is death, by the way. Amen. So you have to fix your heart and, and fix your mind on the things above. Amen. Let's go back. Let's go backwards. Let's go to Psalm 25. Verse 15. Psalm 25. I can tell you're having a good time. Keep it, keep it up. Psalm 25:15. Hallelujah. Let's see, verse 15. Of course, my page is torn out, but I think I can. It's. I think it says that the the eyes. Okay. My eyes are ever forward. To, I'm sorry. My eyes are forever toward the Lord. And that's where your eyes supposed to be. Not on somebody else. Not on what's in their pocketbook. What's in your wallet. 
you know keep your eyes on what's in your wallet it says for he shall pluck my feet out of the net amen god will pluck your feet out of the net i don't care what net it is i don't care how deep it is i don't care how tight the knots are god will pluck you out of there amen hallelujah the secret of the lord is with him that fear him amen and he will show him his covenant look when you repent just like job did in job 42 10 when you repent god will show you the secret of his covenant everything old things are passed away behold all things are new you look up in that situation that got you in a a pickle for so many months and so many days when you look up when you repent and you take responsibility for where you are and you cry out to god and you trust in him then he will reveal the secret of the covenant between you and him amen hallelujah all your descendants are blessed everything that your hands touch will prosper you are healed by the stripes of jesus everything that you need will be revealed amen when you but the initiative has to be taken by you and me it cannot start with god because god's already finished it he's already done what he's going he's done all he needs to do i'll put it like that and the rest the first step is ours amen so he will reveal the secrets of his covenant with you and there's so many covenant blessings and guess what they have never ceased to exist you can get them at any time you know 365 24 7 anytime you want to you know just uh tap into uh your covenant blessings they're there they're not they're not put on a shelf somewhere for a, a later time they're for any time you need them tap in to what's yours because it's already been given amen hallelujah and then you'll dominate see god has given man the ability to dominate <laughs> amen <laughs> amen <sighs> just amen see god intervenes when you allow him to and it's the the three hebrew boys we talked about them yesterday I've, in fact i've been talking about them all all month because god keeps showing me something different they dominated their atmosphere that's why they weren't sins he caused them to dominate why don't we turn to uh where's that in the bible something daniel daniel 1 verse 17 let's go over that one again and it's just it's just so good you you gotta you just got to go there amen okay daniel 1 verse 17 see i remember from yesterday and it says as for these four young men it was daniel and his three friends shadrach meshach and abednego he says uh, as for these four young men god gave them knowledge that's number one and skill in liter literature or skill in learning that's number two and wisdom number three 
and Daniel had understanding, number four, in all visions, number five, and dreams, number six. Amen. So what am I saying? I'm saying that God will give you all of these things to dominate where you are. Amen. When you walk in the room, you dominate. You don't come in talking loud and going for bad. That ain't what I'm saying. That's for the carnal people. (laughs) That ain't what I'm talking about. That's for carnal people. But when you come into a room, number one, you light it up with the light of life. Amen. Number two, you have authority. Amen. So people tend to want to follow you. Amen. And know what you know. Stretch out, extend the hand of gratitude to you because they feel uh, encouragement when they're around you. They don't feel fear. That ain't what I'm talking about. That's a whole nother teaching for another time. But they feel led by the Spirit because you are in their presence. Amen? And you tend to dominate. And that is you charge the room with the power of God. The glory. Amen? <clears throat> Hallelujah. Where's my, my page? Daniel 117. I lost it. Okay, here it is. So these men, now they were thrown in the fiery furnace, as you know, and they were not burned. They were not singed. They came out whole. <clears throat> and that's because they dominated their atmosphere. They controlled what happened in that fire because a fourth man was in there with them. Now, if they hadn't radiated something to attract the fourth man, then they all be burned. <laughs> and so they dominated their atmosphere because of what they knew and what they possessed. Amen. <clears throat> and so you are uh, uh, born to carry God's anointing and dominate the atmosphere whenever you come into a room, amen, or whenever the devil attack you, you dominate. And so these men were given <clears throat> these things. In other words, they read the same textbooks. I went over this yesterday. Went to the same schools, but they got more. Read the same textbooks, but they got A's, Amen. They got a higher level of understanding and learning than the world did. Are y'all here? Hallelujah. And this is what caused them to dominate because they they were multiplied in the area of knowledge and wisdom. Is that making sense? Hallelujah. And the eyes of their understanding had been enlightened because of the power of the word that they possessed on the inside of them. And so they knew, this is why they said, we ain't bowing. We're not bowing. You know, and they said, well, the, the King Nebuchadnezzar said, well, you know, turn that furnace up seven times hotter. And it didn't phase them because they knew that they dominated the atmosphere and they were charged with the power of God. Amen. And they did not have to fear. Now, that's something to run into a cave about. Amen. <laughs> but, but they didn't. Amen. They had knowledge, more knowledge. And I believe Amos 9:13 season is going to do all of these things. In fact, it's happening already. It's giving them, us more knowledge. 
more revelation, more skill in learning, more wisdom, more understanding. We're living in these times, amen? But the, the uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had more knowledge, more skill in learning, more wisdom, and, uh, and more understanding. And Daniel had visions and dreams, amen? And they had a vision of coming out whole, nothing missing, nothing broken. They just believed and knew that they would come out, um, you know, totally unburned. And they did. They didn't think, well, we're going to go in here, but we don't know if we're going to come out. And they were scared. And <laughs> See, that'll get you nothing. In fact, that'll get you burned. Fear has that effect on people. Amen. But they believed in their heart that if they were thrown into the fiery furnace, they would come out whole, nothing missing, and nothing broken. And because of what they believed, that's what they received. Are y'all here today? Amen. Hallelujah. So the secret of the covenant will be revealed when you submit to God and repent of your sins. Take responsibility for whatever somebody else does. Amen. Don't wait on them to be sorry. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Just you, That's not responsibility. You take responsibility. And God will fix things. He, he just will. Amen. He does. He gives us exceedingly and above. He never gives us just enough. Amen. Hallelujah. We talked about when Paul had that thorn in his flesh god gave him grace he graced him to deal with what was going on in his life why because he stayed open and he kept his heart open towards god he knew that god was his source he knew that he had a relationship with him and he let nothing stand in the way not even the pit not even jail he didn't let anything stand in his way of his relationship with god amen hallelujah Always put God first, even if you don't know him that well. If you put him first, you will start to understand him and know him in a greater capacity. And take responsibility, even when other people don't. You're not waiting on them to do anything. God is waiting on you. That's just the way it is. And you know what? He's a fair and just God. So don't ever think things are unfair. He's a fair and just God. And he'll always do what's needed for every situation. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Second Peter 1. I'm almost done. Don't rejoice. <laughs> Second Peter 1. Hallelujah. Well, you know, somebody has to preach it. Second Peter one. Uh, okay, one verse. I don't know. Let me think. Where is the one that says grace and peace? Okay, thank you. Verse two. I still don't have the right page. Did we go over this yesterday? Well, then I should remember, huh? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's verse 2. It says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge. In the knowledge. 
God will give you grace and peace and multiply it in the knowledge of him. He wants you to have knowledge of him. Amen. No such thing as he won't give you knowledge. All you have to do is cry out to him. And he he abundantly gives us grace and peace and knowledge. In the knowledge of him. Amen. So he abundantly multiplies these things to us. He's always adding to. He adds to. He never takes away. He adds grace. And then he says, and peace. And whatever else you need. Strength. And healing. And blessing. Amen. And deliverance. And abundance. He adds to. He never takes away from his people. He adds to everything that we need and everything that we might have. Then he adds knowledge. And then he he adds uh, revelation. Amen. Then he adds wisdom. He's always adding to us. He never takes away from us. If something is taken away, it's the devil. It's not God. Amen. So God is always multiplying us. He's always adding to us, never taking away from us so that we do better. He does it so that we can do better in the world. God is not trying to help us to outshine it. God ain't going to do that. He doesn't help you outshine your brethren. Amen. He helps us outshine and do better than the world. And if you don't stay on point, you'll get this stuff confused. And then that's how little you people start being getting into witchcraft. I'm just going to say it. Because you think you got God in your hip pocket. But God will increase and he will help us. He will multiply us so that we will be better than the world. Well, there's, the world does everything for their people and inform them. Amen. I'm not going to go any further than that. I could say a lot more. But that's why the Bible tells us that the people in the world are smarter in their world because they are well informed. Amen. And we are too. Amen. Because God does things for us in abundance. And he speaks to us on the, in the inward man. He speaks to our heart. All the world has to go by is carnal knowledge. And that doesn't last. It takes you so far and then it can't take you any further but when you have supernatural well he adds super to your natural (laughs) he adds super to your natural amen your natural understanding he puts the super with it and you have supernatural understanding amen he adds to he does not take away he adds the super to your natural Amen. And then the eyes of your understanding is enlightened, that you may know the hope, so that that compass will come on the inside of you. And you know, see, this is how you know. You know when something is God. And you know when it ain't. 
Why? Because the eyes of your understanding have been enlightened that you know the hope, that you know what God is doing in all times. Amen. And the things that he doesn't want you to know, he don't have to tell you, just stay, flow with the compass. Just flow with him. Amen. Amen. But he'll uh, uh, add supernatural understanding, supernatural uh, uh, wisdom. We said that. But everything that you had, he'll add to it. He'll add his power to whatever you possess. Amen. And it'll work against darkness and it'll work against the enemy and it cannot fail. You know, all we have to do is come out of arrogance and pride. You know, and settle down and allow God to tell us what we need to know. He's trying. He's knocking. The Bible says, I knock on the, on the door. Amen. But sometimes we just ain't home. <laughs> We're doing other things. But God loves us, and he wants us to uh, stay in tune with him so we can, he can show us the better. Amen. He wants us to dominate and operate. In other words, dominate means to operate on a higher level. Operate on a spiritual level and not a carnal level. Break it on down. And he will do these things for us. Amen. But he is speaking to the church. And he wants the church to come in full force with your prayers. Come come in full force with your uh, dedication to him amen he wants to hear your voice because he cares about you but you have to know that god is for you he does not want you in a cave he does not want you on the offense all the time he wants you to relax in him and and receive the blessings that he has for you always amen because he will never leave you nor will he ever forsake you he is with you through all things and so, you know, God wants you to, to have faith in him. Amen. You know, he don't want you hiding in a cave like Daniel. Didn't Daniel hide in a cave running? Who was running from Saul? Dave, I mean David, running from Saul. Thank you. You know, he went and hid from in a cave. Why? Because of fear. And when you have fear, you can't operate properly because <laughs> you're not in your right mind. Amen. And I think he, didn't he, was there how 40 years? He was, who was that? What was he, who was he that was there? Um, Moses was gone for 40 years. He was in fear and hid. And you know what? After he came back, he came back with the Ten Commandments. Amen. But see, this is the thing. God don't wait until you feel better to tell you something and tell you how to get out of your fix. I'm feeling better. Now, what did you say? I didn't say nothing because you should have consulted me when you were in the pit feeling at your worst. But when, uh, uh, what's his name? Moses got tired of being, you got to get tired of being where you are. And when he was tired, he came out of that that pit with the Ten Commandments. And when David was uh, hiding from Saul, I think he, he was hiding for seven years. People had forgot all about him. They weren't looking for him. Amen. But you see how your mind can mess you around? Amen. But when he finally rose up, God did not wait until he felt better about where he was. He, he answered David's prayer. Amen. And he wrote a psalm about it. 
And so when he cried out, God said, I've been here for seven years. Where you been? God was waiting on him, but he is not going to wait until you feel better about where you are. Because, see, God is so smart, he knows that until you're, you're tired of where you are, you're going to stay there. Amen. But every time, uh, I think Gideon went and hid in a cave. And, and God, when he called him, he said, oh, yeah, you mighty man of valor. He didn't call him, you scaredy cat, you full of fear. Well, but he called him a mighty man of valor. God sees us powerful. He sees us as winners. He sees us victorious. You know, he doesn't see us as weak, wimpy people. And so we don't have to go into hiding and separation because we can't deal with life. Amen? Or we're, we're angry. God can deal with that and fix that overnight. Amen? But cry out to him and always add God into the equation. Don't ever, you know, X him out. But keep him fresh in your mind and keep your mind set on him because he is not done with us yet. Amen. Why don't we stop, Father? We thank you. Amen. We praise you. And we Jesus.